the App Guy podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. And now, Paul, the App Guy. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I am your host, and it's my great pleasure to bring you guests every time we do this podcast. We've had guests from all over around the world, uh, lots of different walks of life, authors, app developers, entrepreneurs. Today is really special because I have someone that is an author but has a slightly different way of uh, viewing life. So if you are listening to this on your way to work, uh, stuck in traffic, or perhaps you're sitting there in a cubicle at work uh, reporting to a boss you're not particularly happy with, then really do listen to this episode. I really encourage you to uh, really take down some notes and we're going to learn a lot from uh, my next guest. Let me introduce him. His name is uh, Kimanzi Constable and he is the author of Are You Living or Existing? And uh, we just had a pre-chat and the the really jealous thing is that he's packing up uh, to to move out to uh, Hawaii, Maui in Hawaii. And uh, that's obviously uh, really thrilled, uh, thrilling and adventurous. Uh, So we're going to sort of investigate that a little bit more. And um, he is all about giving back. And so if you do visit his website, uh, it will, will be a link on my show notes. So just go to onemob.com and uh, click the podcast and find the episode for Kimanzi Constable. Then you'll see that uh, there's a link to his website there. And uh, if you buy his book, then I, I, I just checked out his website and you can get uh, $200 worth of free stuff. Uh, as well if you share the receipt for the purchase of the book so i love the fact you're giving back to us kimanzi what is a warm welcome to you on the app guy podcast yeah warm welcome to you paul i'm glad to be talking to you and you know i can relate to the weather that you're going through there i'm experiencing it but only for 12 more days well a warm welcome indeed because you are going to warmer climates perhaps you can start off by telling us uh, well, a little bit about yourself and your current plans to, to move off to the sunset. Definitely. I'll, I'll give you the Reader's Digest version of my story. And uh, for 12 years, Paul, I was I, I had a business. It was a franchise. Um, and I started when I was 19 years old. But it was only a business in name because the, the main company that we had contracted to pretty much told us when to do, how to do it, um, and, and what to do. And when I was 19 and making $55,000 a year, I, I didn't care. I mean, that was a great living. I bought all the video games and, you know, you're still into video games at 19. Or maybe you are now. I don't know. But Yes. Yeah, uh, very much then, so. I, yeah. Back then I, I bought everything, new cars, everything you could think of. Um, it was a great, it was great life at, at 19. But as I got married and had children and they started having recitals and activities and, and all that good stuff. Um, I was getting three hours of sleep and then going to deliver bread at midnight. And as the years went on, I was miserable. I I was always eating terribly, so I gained 170 pounds. Uh, I never knew how to manage a business, so it, it wasn't long before I incurred over the, that 12-year period. I incurred $180,000 in tax debt, and um, 
it was just a, a very miserable time. And it was four years ago, like at, at the very lowest point when I decided, hey, I'm going to chase my dream of being a writer. <laughs> and right. I didn't know how I was going to do it or what I was going to do, but um, I knew that I wanted to do this. And I had got inspired by reading a story from a woman named Amanda Hawking who had self-published her books. And she had been rejected by publishers and agents and everybody in the industry. And she simply self-published them on Amazon. And in eight months, with not even a big following or anything like that online, she was able to sell one million copies of her self-published books. And I thought, man, if Amanda could sell a million copies, why couldn't I take this? I had been writing about a lot of things, um, journaling about work and life in general. And I'm like, why can't I take this collection of thoughts, make this into an ebook, and why couldn't I sell 10,000? I don't got to sell a million, but why couldn't I sell 10,000? And so I got excited. So I did everything Amanda said to do, and I put this ebook together, and the book ended up being called Tales of the Everyday Working Man and Woman. And I was excited because I was going to be the voice of the working man and the working woman. I was going to be there for them. And so, of course, they would buy this book, right? And I put the book out on Amazon just as she did. I did everything she did. And can you guess how many copies I sold that first day? Well, I'm cheating here because I've read your story, but five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Which is about was... uh, five less than what I did in my first book. <laughs> exactly. It was nothing that first day. And in the first six months, I sold uh, five copies in the first six months. Three of those were to friends. Two of them were to strangers. I mean, not even my mom bought the book. And it was just it was a <laughs> devastating time. Yeah. Well, and to be to be fair to my mom, um, the the ebook thing and all that still kind of eludes her. So uh, I'll just say that to be fair to her. But yeah, it was at that point where I'm like, you know what? Forget this internet stuff and and social media and all that. You know, I'll just I'll deliver bread and I'll I'll eke out a living and I'll just die or retire. And at the lowest point, I got an email from a guy who was reading my blog, and he said, hey, man, I read your blog. Um, I'm quitting my job tomorrow. And I was like at a mad dash to get to my laptop and typing in big capital letters, don't quit your job. Don't do it. And I said, hey, um, let's get on the phone. So we got on the phone and we talked. And I said, I'm not a life coach. I'm not an expert. I, I don't even know what I'm doing here, okay? But I, I do want to help you. So we kind of talked through what he wanted to do and we put a plan together and he ended up landing that job. And at that point was when I really realized what my dream was. It wasn't to, to write, to speak, um, to create products, any of that kind of stuff. It was really to help those that felt stuck, that felt like they had no other option. And more than that, those that wanted to take advantage of just the amazingness we have with technology and the internet and social media those that wanted to, to harness that power and turn it into something. And I hadn't quite figured it out yet, but I, I went on a mission to learn. And once I did and I implemented some strategy for building website traffic and, and marketing your book and all that good stuff, I self-published a second book over a three-year span. Both of those two self-published books ended up going on to sell 80,000 copies I got a, a book deal with a major publisher, and in May of last year, that book, Are You Living or Existing, hit bookshelves in Barnes & Nobles. I was able to walk in there and see 
you know, my dream that was on a, a little notebook that I had. I still have that notebook, by the way, to see it on a book. Did your mum buy a like, did your mum buy a copy then? She did buy a copy. My mom bought one <laughs> and also my um my eighty seven year old grandfather, who of course doesn't touch computers, but he had known that his grandson had written a book and when I was little he always used to, for every birthday, he always gave me a book. And every birthday, I would just devour those books. And so to see, you know, somebody that had given books all his life to write a book was just like, it was a pretty special moment. Well, that's a lovely story. And uh, I think that's going to inspire a lot of us listening uh, that you can make a change. And, and all it took was uh, your determination and your uh, decision uh, that it was, you know, a change that you impacted in your own life uh, i'm thinking back to some of the episodes we've done over the um, series of the app guy podcast we had uh, nathan barry on uh, one of the earlier episodes uh, that was between 20 and 30 and uh, he, he's a digital marketer he writes um, and publishes uh, online he's using uh, gumroad at, currently which is uh, uh, um, a platform for creative writers and uh, we had the founder or the uh, f founding engineer on the of Gumroad, uh, Ryan Delk. Um, just wondered if you'd come across these other platforms for creating and uh, getting paid um, for, because I think Amazon take a big chunk of money off you, do, do they, for self-publishing? They do take a big chunk. Yeah, I'm very familiar with Nathan and, and very familiar with Gumroad. And um, yeah, Amazon takes 30% um, off of you. And yeah, it, it's even more than that. Once once you go the traditional publish route, um, it's it's a lot different scenario. Of course, they have um, they have other things that big publishers that they can do that you cannot do. And I'm, I'm working with an amazing publisher, so I'm very grateful. But um, yeah, selling 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 your book on your website, which you've seen from my website, um, I definitely do that. I sell all my own own stuff on my own website. And so, yeah, um, I, I know Gumroad's a good one. I use a service called eJunkie, eJunkie.com. And it's, uh, it's kind of works along the same lines as Gumroad, except they charge uh, a flat fee of $5 per month. So it's not a per transaction fee. It's just a flat fee of 5 bucks per month. And so t talk us through, I mean, we've got uh, indie app developers, perhaps people with a lot of knowledge uh, in their particular expertise, and there, there's a book in every one of us who are listening. Talk, talk us through how you get it started and, uh, you know, your process of writing. Because it's a bit of a challenge for us to get stuff down on paper and, and get a book written, you know, even though it is self-published. I definitely think when it comes to the book and even your marketing in general, because the book, it's, it's hard to write a book. We, we all know that. But it's even harder to market that book and to self-publish it and sell it. Even I'm guessing it's the same way with apps. It's the same thing. You got to market and sell them. Um, the best advice that I could give you is to be very clear about who you're talking to. And you probably have heard this term, but who's your target audience? Who who is this for? And the more specific you can get, the better. When when I wrote my first book, I, it was about work. So I thought anybody who had a job this book would appeal to them. That's who my target audience was, and it wasn't. And in the second book, um, same thing. But you know, once you get clear about, is it the family man? Is it single mothers? Is it married couples? Or you know, who are you really creating this thing for? Once you get specific, then the process of actually creating content 
becomes a lot easier because you're not speaking to the whole world. You're speaking to one specific group of people. And in that group of people is a lot of specific issues that they're dealing with, pain points, problems, um, victories. Um, you can really hone in and just speak to that group of people and, and write and create things that really are relevant for them. And when you do that, you write things that for that group of people that helps them get through certain situations, that's when they start to buy is because they're like, hey, this is exactly what I'm going through. This is what I'm struggling with. And this is the solution. Yeah, I'm definitely going to pick this up. So my best piece of advice is to be very clear about who you're writing your book to. And then um, once you're writing, infuse your story in there. I mean, people respond to the story. Um, we, we love the lessons that, that are going to be in there. But more than anything, we want to know um, what happened in your life that brought you here. What's the story behind this? So I always love to start with story, and then I like to get into what I'm going to talk about. Yeah, let's pick up on some of those points because um, my life changed a little bit when I started to become more authentic online and uh, following a strategy of giving back. And tell us how it changed you and, and how important those two things are, being authentic and giving back. Yeah, I, 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 tell, I tell people that I really didn't become a writer until that very low point. I got back up on my blog. I stopped focusing on, on selling the book, um, and I just started focusing on helping people. That's when I started talking about some, some, as you said, more personal things. So I wrote about the bankruptcy that I had to file or the time my wife and I were separated or, or the financial struggles I was going through. When I started really... Um, digging deep and writing about things that, that cringe to make me write about, but I wrote them in hopes that people would relate and that this would actually help them. And that very first post that I wrote, I got like something like 90 emails when I had written about my bankruptcy from people that are like, I'm going through this too. I went through that too. Um, thank you for putting that out there. Thank you, you know, for putting your hand up and saying, you know, me too. Um, that's that's when people really started connecting with the message is when I was willing to be vulnerable and, and put myself out there and to really come from a place of service. I'm thinking of, you know, general society where totally bombarded with very slick advertising messages, uh, you know, people at the top of their game on uh, TV and uh, radio. And uh, we never really get to uh, see people authentically. And it's only until... I guess over the last 10 years, people have been able to blog and uh, be more genuine and be more human, that we can connect with those people and uh, and find value from that. And what I love now with technology is that uh, we can record using our smartphones a podcast. We just pick, pick up a high quality mic, go for a walk, record a podcast on our phone, upload it to uh, our server and, and, and it's out there for the world to, to hear. And we could do that with blogging and all sorts of things. So I just think there's more chance for us to be authentic, don't you? And, oh, I, uh, really, I think we live really in an different. incredible time. I mean, the, they, they estimate that there's 2.3 billion people online. So if you've ever wanted to spread a message or start a business or whatever you want to do, the internet is an amazing, amazing place to do it. You're, you're in the United Kingdom. I'm here in Milwaukee. You know, like five, ten years ago, we couldn't have even talked like this. But we are. And it's like we're sitting right next to each other. It's just amazing. 
Well, hopefully with uh, the way things are going, maybe uh, there'll be holograms that uh, we can, uh, you know, take that to the next <laughs> level. But uh, we have to just uh, deal with podcasting for now. But let's talk about, I mean, we're a bunch of uh, indie app developers and business owners and entrepreneurs. We love the idea of living, not existing. Perhaps you can talk us through your current uh, move. You, you mentioned that you're heading off to uh, Maui, uh, Hawaii. And uh, tell us uh, uh, the reasons behind that and what inspired that. Yeah, definitely. When I when I got clear about what I wanted to do and who I wanted to help, and and one thing that really just I couldn't get out of my mind was this idea of location independence. So I created this online business that's you know I create products and I have services and I and I speak and write, but none of that requires me to be anywhere in particular. And in the last couple of years. I've spent, um, I've put on 300,000 frequent flyer miles traveling to conferences all over the world. Um, I, I told De- uh, Paul that I was in London with my wife in October speaking at a conference, you know, and, and in Paris and, and Japan. So traveling all around the world. Um, after all this traveling, and then I would go to these amazing cities and these amazing places, and then I would come home to Milwaukee, and I kept asking myself, what am I doing here? <laughs> why, why am I? And I just have to be honest. Why am I here? And if I was honest, it's uh, it's because of my parents and my family. But my family is uh, my mom's side is from Kenya. On my dad's side is from the United Kingdom. Is from London. So um, most of my family is elsewhere in the world. And you know it's going to suck to leave my mom and and my dad and all that. But. Um, I'd like to, after all that traveling, I'd like to come home to just somewhere absolutely beautiful. And my wife and I went to Maui in 2010, and we're like, yep, this is where we're going to retire. But then a couple of years ago, we're like, why, why wait? Why wait till we're maybe older and can't enjoy it as much? Why not do it now? And then more than that, why not get our kids there now where they can go swim in the ocean every day and, and surf and bike and climb mountains and have just a really active lifestyle? So... Um, with everything that I've seen in my life, and then with the death of my father, um, he died at, at 54. Um, suddenly, I realized, you know, life is too short to just not go for it. We're not guaranteed anything. Time is one resource we never get back. And when I look back at my life, I want to look back and see that I did all those things I want to do. I want to die empty. I want to have no regrets. And so we're like, we're doing it. We're going to Maui. I, that's so inspirational i mean I, we're on the same wavelength i uh, over the last four years since having kids we didn't want kids to change us so we've been going uh, we spent a ski season in um, the french alps we've been to dubai we go to dubai quite a lot you know spending four months over there to escape the uk winter and you're right it's uh, because of technology why do we live in in these these cities and get stuck in traffic jams for uh, hours on end to only go to an office uh, to a job that we hate and uh, I think that with technology it's enabling us to be location independent and you're, and you're definitely leading the way Kimanzi and uh, it's just it's great to hear you talk about that. Well isn't that amazing that you can go to Dubai for four months and, and know that you're still generating income that supports your family and, and the same thing here you know I, I can do this interview with, with you Paul and just relax knowing that I'm still making money. Yeah, well, I would, um, a big thank you to my wife there who uh, kept the money coming in. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I did, I did, uh, I did be, I was able to uh, launch apps and uh, do podcasting and, uh, uh, you know, look after the kids during uh, parts of the day and uh, then go to water parks and all this sort of stuff. So 
uh, yeah, yeah, it's just a, it's, it's you know certainly something that really uh, is is a powerful motivator to live life uh, rather than exist, which is I guess the topic of your book. Uh, so I know you've got a smartphone there, and uh, you uh, use apps. Let's, we love talking about apps on the App Guy podcast, and perhaps we could dig into your phone and and get one or two recommendations for how you get through the day using your phone. Yeah, Dev, I'm I'm um, really old school, so I'll, I'll warn you about that right now. But probably <laughs> the apps that I use the most are honestly just the calendar app on the iPhone um, for scheduling, the notes app for notes, uh, reminders app for to-do. I mean, the reminders app, I probably hit that thing like 10 times a day. But then um, um, Pandora, Pandora, um, and I learned when I went to speak in Australia, I was talking about Pandora, and they're like, what's that? <laughs> like we don't have that yeah. app here so yeah it's a, it's very us and we need a, a little private proxy to get through to the us to get hold of uh, pandora but okay. I, I love pandora but while i write i love to listen to music so i definitely have to do that and then with traveling so much um the thing that hands down has been like my favorite app and i'm an iphone guy so i, I would i would love to say it's um the imaps but it's not the app that has helped me the most is definitely Google Maps. So when we're in London and we want to get around on the buses or take the tube or anything like that, Google Maps not only has bus directions, it has um, subway directions, it has biking directions. It is like the best Maps app like out there, period. Yeah, that's uh, I, I agree. I use Google Maps all the time. And, and the fact it actually gives you the numbers of the buses and to get and it gives you the route uh, it just makes the whole thing uh, incredibly easy to go around uh, a foreign city so um, we love talking about potential app ideas as well and you know you've done a lot of traveling uh, you go to conferences perhaps you can have a little think and maybe we can uh, flesh out an idea for an app from a, a chat what pain points do you currently see uh, in you know in your business or in your traveling or conferencing uh, any particular things that are uh, potentially could be solved with an app yeah, I would I, I know there are really good uh, travel apps out there but definitely something that kept it all together so like um, um, receipts um, your flight itinerary schedule your hotel reservations just like everything related to the travel, maybe even notes about the conference, something that would be like interactive that would have not only the, the information, but that I also could put like voice memos in there, maybe even some videos in there, something just really interactive to keep it all in one app. You know, that's a great idea. I know that there's an app called TripIt. And I think you may need to sign up to Gmail as well, but it reads your email. And if it spots uh, any anything to do with travel, like flights, uh, it will automatically um, calculate uh, uh, traveling time to the airport. And it will do a lot of different things, put it into your calendar and do things like that. But we, we also, um, we did have on the uh, App Guy podcast, um, uh, David McKeegan, who uh, is currently a location independent uh, US citizen based in Bali. And uh, he, he was talking about the need for collecting receipts via the phone because that, uh, as someone who travels a lot, uh, it's, it's incredibly uh, painful to, uh, to try and keep these paper receipts for your U.S. taxes. Oh, it is so painful. 
So anyone listening out there, um, you if you can code uh, an app for Kimanzi, who could then use that to just scan receipts when it gets uploaded, and it perhaps even uh, date stamp it, time stamp it, and uh, location stamp it as well. And uh, then you could just throw away the receipt and use that for um, put it into a little uh, folder online, and uh, your accountant then can access that any time. And uh, wouldn't that be great? That would make life so much better, so much easier, man. And Matt Condon will probably be a happier in person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, you know, when you come back from one of these um, foreign trips that, you know, you've got these uh, receipts all over the place, restaurant receipts and uh, flight tickets and all sorts of things and hotel receipts are the worst. And, uh, they, you know, they, you just throw them down on the table and they're all mixed up and uh, your accountant is left. They have to go through and... I guess you've got a bookkeeper to do that, but well, um, we shouldn't need to do that now nowadays. No, quite a few times he said, man, I miss the bread days. <laughs> it's like it was a lot easier then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, well, I'm just looking at the time. We we're going to wrap this up in five minutes. Perhaps, uh, uh, you know, you could just, uh, before we say goodbye, uh, leave us with, um, you know, some of the, the, the best ad advice that you could give to anyone listening to this who perhaps is not location independent and is looking to make that change? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say this start today is definitely the biggest piece of advice I can give you. Um, life is too short to, to live a life of regrets and wanting more or to live what I did for a long time was live in a dreamland. I would dream, have daydreams about things used to be. If you've ever seen that uh, movie, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, you know, I would be in that dream world. Um, life is yeah, too I short. Yeah, I did watch that. And being a, a, a very transparent and authentic podcast, I can admit that I cried at that as well. Yeah, it was a good, good movie. But that's that's it was how, awesome. That's that's how I lived. I would have these dreams about life would be like. And when my father died, it was like, you know what? Stop dreaming. Start living. Which is what they what they said in that 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 movie. But. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, you know, Paul and I are talking about a lot of things that happened in my life in a pretty much a 15 year span. So, and then the success was pretty much in a three year span, but we're talking for 30 minutes here and it might seem like, you know, he did this, 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 and it all clicked. It didn't all click. And it's, you know, I, there was a lot of failures in there. There was a lot of times of falling down and wanting to quit. But the things that makes people successful is that you never fail um, people, everybody's going to fail. Everybody does. The thing that's going to make you successful is that every time you fail, you get back up and you keep pushing forward. So know right now that if you go down this journey, you chase that dream, you're going to fail. We all do. But determine that you're going to get back up every time you fail. And perseverance is what wins in this game in the end. If you're determined to push forward no matter what, um, you will get there. It's not going to be easy and it's going to take longer than you probably think. It took me three years. You know, I, I thought I would be in different places by now. But you know what? Now that I'm here, though, that three-year journey of struggle and, and heartaches and, and good ups and downs, I could tell you it's worth it. It's even surreal for me to sit here and to talk to you, Paul, and, and to talk to you guys in the audience. It's surreal to think in 12 days I'll be living in Hawaii, to go to speak at a conference in Japan. All that's surreal. But it's not because I put in the hard work. And if you're willing to put in that hard work and, and keep pushing forward, you can get there too. We live in a day and age where anything is possible. The technology has just made anything possible. But it, it won't happen unless you take action 
and you do it today. You don't have to, to, to do it all today, but just put your toe in the water. Take those first steps and, and you got to take that action. You know, similar to the fact that you can write a book and publish it on a Kindle or you know the Amazon store or eJunkie, uh, we can create an app and it's in the world's most global uh, store, uh, which is uh, uh, Apple's uh, App Store or Google's Play Store. And uh, it's just phenomenal that we can get uh, an app and get sales from literally all over the, the world. And that's um, uh, all the money is collated and, uh, and, and given to us in, in one lump sum at the end of uh, each month. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lovely world we live in, and we just have to remind ourselves of that. So, and you have done that. You've uh, shared your story, been so open. Very thankful for that, Kamanzi. But how can we best reach out and connect with you? Uh, you can head to KamanziConstable.com. That's K-I-M-A-N-Z-I-C-O-N-S-T-A-B-L-E.com. If you can't uh, remember that, just Google it. You'll get pretty close. There's not a lot of Kamanzi Constables out there. <laughs> and or you can go to living or existing book.com and that will redirect you to kamanziconstable.com. But definitely come by the site. You'll see all the social media links. Um, you'll see the content. But more than anything, just shoot me an email and say, hey, you know, I'd just love to hear from you, hear what your dreams are, hear what you're doing about it, and see if I could be a help somehow. You are very fortunate with that name because, uh, you know, I'm sure that all on uh, social media, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, you've got your own name and you don't have to put these silly numbers behind it. <laughs> nope. It was very easy to get my own name. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's even using her maiden name just because it's a longer name and it's unique. So uh, <laughs> my name is Kemp and uh, there's, there's millions of Kemps in the world, unfortunately. But uh, hey, listen, Kimanzi, it's been just uh, terrific. I, literally, I, I I'm inspired by listening to you and I'm sure that you've inspired a lot of listeners. So uh, thanks for sharing your journey, being so authentic and open. We'd love to have you back. It just leaves me to say, um, appreciate you coming on the app guy podcast. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, uh, someone will write you one of those apps that we discussed that will make your life easier when you're traveling to Japan. Yeah. You know, no, um, next time we do this, Paul, we're going to do this in person. We're going to do it in London and we're going to have a, a nice plate of uh, bangers and mash, which I really, really lo enjoyed there. Oh, bangers and mash. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, I mean, that's great for me, but uh, I think we should do it in Maui. I remember going yeah. to... Uh, <laughs> we could I, I remember, uh, yeah, because I was there in... Uh, I'm going to show my age up now. It was probably 1994. I hooked up with a load of guys and uh, we did a world tour and I, I lived in America and then stayed in Hawaii for a couple of weeks. And I uh, remember biking up that, that volcano there. Yeah, Haleaka, yep. Yeah, that's it, Haleaka, and uh, it's beautiful. Oh, my, it's paradise there. And did some surfing and just lay on the beach and drank some cocktails. Oh, oh dear. Now you're going to have to come to Maui. You're going to come to Maui. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's either that or London bangers and mash. I know which one I'd prefer. <laughs> hey, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com. The App Guy Podcast.